All right. We're going to get into the message real quick. We're going to get out of your way. And um, I want to share with what God had gave me to share with you. I was tying it in with the series, which is freedom. Uh huh. And I wanted to tie it in with sort of like a Father's Day message. And uh, the gentleman helped me this week to do that. And so I pray and trust that God will give you what you need today. Um, the title of this particular sermon we wanted to um, use was Freedom in the Father. Freedom in the Father. I don't know if you have children or if you don't have children or you know of people who do have children. One thing that I've noticed with children when they're young is that you can take them out with you if you have children, I know I noticed even when I was when my children was younger, you can take them out with you somewhere. And when they see strangers or someone they don't know, this happened to me last week, actually. The mother was trying to introduce, I guess her baby was maybe he's about five. And he's seen me on the video, um, YouTube and stuff. And so she said, he loves you, Pastor Tommy. And he's just so excited. He wanted to just. You know, when you come on the screen, he just gets so excited. And I said, oh, well, nice. So I'm just trying to grab, you know, say, hey. And he started crying. And I was like, well, bless you. He hurt my little heart. And, but he backed up. Well, he didn't know me like that. And he clinged to his parent, his mother, as he should. Because, you know, I don't know who you is. Like, I've seen you on that TV or whatever, but I haven't seen you. You, you. Don't just come touching me. And so he clinged to his mother. I noticed that even, you know, if you've, or maybe you've noticed, when we take the kids out, when it comes to strangers or something, they'll get real quiet and just get right, right under you if they're not familiar with where they are. But now you take those same little jokers home and they'll tear the house down. They get, I mean, run all over the place and getting into stuff, exploring. Isn't that strange? But when they're out, they just cling right to you. I don't trust this. But when they're at home, it's like freedom. <laughs> Why? Because they're in a place where they're safe. And they experience a certain type of freedom within their parents. Well, now that is the way it is with God. We can have freedom in him as our father. Yeah. The Bible says where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. He, uh, Pastor Gary preached a couple of weeks ago, whom the son set free is free indeed. There's freedom in the father. Well, we all have biological fathers. That's one thing we have in common, right? We have that. Now, some have been fathered by their biological father. Some has been fathered by someone else. Some haven't had the presence of a father. Yeah. Why is it that there's so many different experiences? We have so many different experiences when it comes to being fathered. Now we all got that in common that we come from one. So it seems like it should be a simple solution that we all 
should be fathered. With the fact that we came from one, it makes sense to me. But that isn't always the case. The difference is that the requirements to become a father is just a biological act. Uh-huh. It's easy, well, to some. But the requirement of, <laughs> thank you, Pastor, of <laughs> the requirement to father takes a certain heart. There's the difference. Anybody can become, but to father takes a certain heart. <laughs> and as I've explored, I would like to, I wanted to see, well, God, who is the best, who is the best example of that type of a heart, the heart of a father? My answer is Jesus. He's the best example of what it means or how to display the heart of a father. Uh-huh. Well, let's explore it for just a few moments if you would go with me. Number one, he loves unselfishly. Now that's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now that was an unselfish act. It cost him a lot to do such a thing. But it, it didn't cost us anything. <laughs> but it cost him everything. That was unselfish. So I believe when you have a heart of, the, of a father, you display unselfish love. Number two. Uh, he's a provider. Now that's Philippians 4. 19, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Isn't that a good display of the heart of a father? He want to make sure that you have what you need. Now, I know some say, well, I got a few things I need and I don't. Well, you, it's up to you to access him though now. He'll supply it, but I got to go and get it. Well, how do I go and get it? There's different ways. He provides a way so that you could have the things that you need. All right, number three, he's a rescuer. Now that's over there in Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. One place said, shall be delivered. If I call on him and I'm in trouble, I trust that he's coming to my aid. He ain't going to just leave me sitting down there screaming for help and he doesn't do anything about it. Like, what is he screaming for? If I say, Lord, help me. He said, I'll, I will come and save those that call on my name. But look, there's something that I have to do. If I call him, he's coming. How many feel like calling on the name of the Lord today? <laughs> well, let me hear you say Jesus. Oh, sad for our city. Sad for our neighborhoods. If you're called on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Now, that's a good display of the heart of a father. 
I like this message. I get really excited talking about him when, he's, when I'm talking about somebody like him because he's been these things to me. Number four, be well. He wants us to be well. Now that's third John, one and two, I think. Yes. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. Now, I like the way that say, but I, 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 I like the way that is read, but I like King James Version a little better. Who's got King? Let me find King James Version of this for me real quick. Somebody, please, just find it on your phone. You got these phones. Use them. Amen. Uh-huh. Yes. Now that's the one I like. Read it again. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Wait a minute, stop right there. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Now what does prosper mean, Brian? You're smart. Do well. What else prosper mean? Let me hear it. What does prosper mean? Try, what? Thrive. Accomplish. Do I have any other definitions? Those are pretty good. I would that you would prosper. I want you to thrive. Do well. Accomplish. Grow. Live. Okay. Thank you, Dick. Stay close to God, he said. What else? Okay, prosper. What does it say? Read it. Read it, sir. Thank you, Andy. Even as thy soul be in health. I don't want you sick. I want you to be in good health. So you can go outside and play kickball. How many like kickball in the summer? <laughs> You're laughing. I remember a pastor that I used to serve. And this was an older pastor, it was a female, and she was about 56 at the time, 57. And we was playing kickball. Well, she's, she's going on to be with the Lord now. And so we was playing kickball, right? And I was shocked because I was trying to get her out. You know, I had the ball. And she kicked the ball and she went to running. And I was like, oh, I was only 17. So I'm trying to catch up with her so I can hit her, get her out. And she left me in the dust. I said, well, my God, this is embarrassing. And she was so good. But she was in good health. <laughs> How many want good health? Amen. Well, your father wants that for you. I want you to prosper. As well as, what is, I want to quote it right. I like this one. Say it one more time. I'm going to leave you alone, Andy. Just one more time. I want them to get it. You didn't close the Oh, you didn't lock the phone. Okay. Even as thy soul prosper. Now, what does that part mean right there? Soul. I got to get going here because I got to finish this message. Even as thy soul prosper now what's the soul part that's the you tell me i'll tell you my opinion what's the soul part of this the important part that's right <laughs> well i like the healthy part too that's important but the soul soul prosper 
Yeah, now your soul is where the emotions are at and, you know, all of the, the things that you feel, see, the soulish, the soulish part of man. And so sometimes, so that means that he wanted you to be in physical good health, but he also wanted you to be emotionally well. He wanted you to be able to connect with people and relate and love. Grow in how I deal with one. How many, listen, how many ever been in a place with your family or friends and you're there, but yet you feel alone? See, that's not, somewhere my soul isn't where it needs to be because I'm not enjoying these individuals that I should be enjoying. He wants that part of you well also. Even as your soul prosper. Isn't that a beautiful thing? All right. He also guides you. Now that's Matthews eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then it goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, what is he trying to say? I want to guide you. I don't want to control you. I want to guide you. See, when you take my yoke upon you and learn of me, that means my ways, the things of how I do things, it could help you make better choices. That's why he said, learn of me. And then note now, he said, my burden is light. Meaning, or your burden is like that at the end of the day, not that you're not going to carry a burden or sometimes go through things. But if you go through it with me, it can be lighter. It can be easier. You will go through some stuff. But I want you to learn of me so you can go through with me and the things that I've imparted or can impart in you. Now, naturally... I think in, we all, even whether we had a father or not, really feel the need to father. I've noticed this with men um, that I've counseled down through the years and women, is that when there haven't been a presence of a father, especially in the African-American community where that happens more frequently. And I noticed that no matter how old they are or how tough they appear, because I've dealt with all kinds, they still, he's like, oh, he's, oh, bless his heart. I'm not going to tell his business, but oh, God, he's somebody I love. Amen. But no matter how tough they are, they still have that need to be fathered. And I've seen them just cry and call and Ask for help. Could you help me? One young man, I was, he was in my office. I used to work for, um, when I was uh, back there, Project Off Streets Youth Link. And they would deal with the homeless youth. So this young man came into my office one time and um, breaking down crying. He said, I'm totally terrified. He was going to face some hard things. And he cried like a baby and he I, I said well I'm so sorry and I it didn't too he said could you hold he said don't tell nobody that I need you to hold me right now he almost threatened me say I'm gonna do something to you if you tell anybody 
I said, well, okay, I got you, brother, young man. And I'll never forget how that consoled him. Listen, naturally so. So spiritually, I think we all still need to be fathered by God. I think we desire that. Even we can go through life doing all kinds of things. And, but if you haven't had that connection with God, you feel like something's missing. Well, one of the things, I'll never forget I was counseling. Uh, again, as a pastor, you do a lot of that. And this particular day, I had met with an ex-gang member. I had met with a Caucasian male who was a CEO of his own company. I had met with a, a, a Caucasian lady who was sick. I had met with some other, maybe my sister. She's an African-American woman. I don't know. But she needed counseling that day. And I had met with, <laughs> bless her heart. And so all of them had one thing in common. They needed something from God. No matter their profile, no matter how much money they had or didn't have, no matter the color of their skin, all I noticed that day, I'll never forget it. it was, I said, Lord, this is strange. I'm coming from over here to over here, but the Lord spoke to me just as plain, but he said, have you noticed something? I said, what? They all wanted something from me. And you was the vessel to give it. I said, that's true. There's always going to be that need to be fathered. So therefore, it's safe to know that I could trust God to father me because he has the right heart towards me. This is what these particular examples serve as, that I can trust him. So then... I can become like that lad, that, that little child, that when I get home, I can experience freedom. Or when I get back in God's presence, I can experience a freedom. I can experience, a, I can just uh, experience relaxation and a joy that I, unspeakable. I can experience um, what it feels like to know that even though I'm in this situation, I'm not in it alone because I have a father who cares for me. I know what it feels like to be able to say no weapon formed against me. I didn't say it wasn't going to form, but it's not going to prosper because of who I'm in. Huh? There's so many times that I remember as a young man coming to church and, you know, learning how to trust God, learning how to have faith. I think it was Pastor Gary, they asked me the other day, how are you doing? I said, I'm happy. It was so funny. I, I've been telling this story <laughs> to everybody because Pastor Gary and Pastor Leo was there. And they looked as if to say, oh, are you happy? <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> I am happy. <laughs> they they were looking as if they were surprised that I was happy. And, but they appreciated it. So I went on to tell them why. I said, it isn't that I don't have no problems. And I don't have nothing to be down about. I've learned to cast my cares upon God, which leads me to happiness, leads me to contentment that produce happiness. 
That's all it was. That's all it is. I had to cast my cares on them last night. You know, you can get to thinking, your mind get to going, and you feel that all these things coming upon you. Sometimes it could be anxiety. Sometimes it can be fear, hopelessness. It just comes on you. But I want you to know that you don't have to live with these things. You can take authority and cast your cares upon the Lord. This is a benefit in serving a God or having a father like this. <laughs> So then I can run to him and I can be free in him, free from fear, free from anxiety. I'm speaking it today because I want you free. Hallelujah. I don't want you to be walking around depressed no longer. I'm tired. I'm not saying I'm tired, but I pray for you a lot so I can sometimes sense things. And I want us to grow up and be free. Hallelujah. From these cares. The Bible said lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you. If this is a weight, lay it aside. Well, now ain't nothing wrong with getting counseling. I get that. But now when you get done with the counseling, take the knowledge, apply faith, and get free in God. All right. Okay. I'm uh, Okay. I know I'm talking a little hard. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <I'm talking. laughs> we got to go. But I just want, I want us to be free. Listen, why would somebody in the world want to come over here with us if we're more miserable than they are? Well, I don't want to join y'all party. We having more fun. At least we having fun. But y'all over there mad and sad and depressed. This is why as a worship leader, I love to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I love for us to clap our hands. I love for us to lift him up. Because if I'll be lifted up first, he said, I'll draw me unto me. But also people could see God. They can see the spirit of the Lord and want to be a partaker of what we're doing. Now that's freedom. When I can come in and not be bound by my cares. And I can lift up God and lift up my hands and worship him and say, God, I thank you for being who you are. Worship team, come out, because if you don't, I won't stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. So today during the worship, um, whatever care is holding you, I want you to know our Father is available to take those cares. He is. He's available. It, uh, it, it requires your faith. It requires you making the choice to cast it on him. Now, 1 Peter 5, 7, if you want to read that all week and you having trouble casting your care, Read 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares upon me, for I careth for you. I let that, I, 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 every time I pray for people, I apply that. Because I know if they understand, listen, you're not doing something that is grievous towards God. You don't get on his nerves. I don't know why we think we're getting on 
Well, God, I don't want to bother you, but if you help me, I appreciate it. You ain't bothering God. He said, I'm available because I'm your father. My sons don't bother me. Oh, they sometimes I'm thinking grow up, but it's <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure God feels that way, don't he? But I would, me and my sister have a joke in our family because the we've been, you know, we've seen our parents bless us, how they could sometimes act. And so we'll come and ask for something. And we may say, well, can we have some of your, you know, some of your chicken or drink some of your Kool-Aid or whatever. I haven't had Kool-Aid in I don't know how long. But can I, if my parent has something, let's demonstrate what happens. So, <laughs> mom, can I have some of that what you have? What would she say? You better have that room clean. <laughs> <laughs> but she would go ahead on and give it yeah, anyway. Even though I get irritated and my son asks me for something, ah, I don't want to give it to you, but, you know, I'll tell him, you know, he said, well, can we go to McDonald's? And one of my little ones, can we go to McDonald's? I'm not taking you to McDonald's. And then all of a sudden I find myself driving in there. Now, what do you want? <laughs> I didn't just told him, but he knew I didn't mean much. <laughs> now you get, okay. Would you get a Sprite? Don't you get? No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, but those are my sons. And I love them. It's not a burden. It's a blessing because they're alive and well. And so I just want them to be well. That's all. That's how God feels about us. He just wants us to be well. How many believe that today? Father God, touch us and give us what we need for the journey. As we enter into a time of worship, I want us to know that you are nigh. You're not far in a distance. You're right here. You're available for us to cast our cares upon you. Because we want the world to know that you are, you are nigh us and that you are available. So we want to demonstrate to them how to cast their cares on you. We're going to do it by living that way ourselves so that men could come and they can see that we are the light of the world, a city that sits on a hill that cannot be hid. God, you are available to us. Give us what we need to make the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and, and give the worship. Our attention is it going to...